not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Hello and welcome to another episode of The View from the Ninian. We're back. Not much has been going on in the news, but we were away for a little bit. We're back today, though, after Cardiff dismantled Middlesbrough 3-2 at the Riverside last night uh, in a performance that some people are saying was a game of two halves. Um, That's the general consensus. I'm joined, as always, by my pod hosts of two halves, Ben Price and Tom Phillips. Ben Price, um, what have you been up to? We haven't really been speaking, have we? No, it's been a bit quiet in the chat last week or so, isn't it? Someone's been, yeah. someone's been selling themselves over us, been slogging our guts out in work. Yeah. Tom, do you want to answer those allegations? I haven't been sunning myself. I've just been mm. slogging myself in the sun. You know, you know, I, you could do both. So I work in splot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I used to work in splot. Well, not, not splot ocean way by the FAW. Yeah, I'm in the uh, maltings. It's... Oh, yeah, I used to walk past it. It's deep, dark splot, and the sights and sounds are just super. It's I, I love Cardiff, and the sights and sounds of splot around that area are just to die for. Um, what was I going to say then? Um, I used to work next to the FAW, and I once found an official Mitre match ball in the car park of the FAW, picked it up, and I was like, brilliant, I've got an official Mitre match ball. And I realised why it had probably been left in the car park. Because it said the Football Association of Welles on it. So it's spelled Wales with an E. So W-E-L-E-S. Um, it's at home, limited edition. Limited edition. Yeah, no, That'd be worth a fortune, mate. Could you still at my parents' house? I should dig it out, actually. Um, I don't think you can use it, because I think it has a very slow puncture, but it's, it, it was in perfect condition. Um, apart from anyway, storage. apart from the slow puncture. Um, perfect kind of aesthetic condition. Um, anyway, uh, not much to talk through. Uh, the world of football was on pause this weekend because of the aforementioned slow news weekend, but we picked it back up last night with a long old slog of a trip up to Teesside to play Middlesbrough. Um, ben, what a first half. It kind of felt like the performance that we'd been promising for a few weeks. You know, we, we just took every chance we had. It finally clicked, didn't it? Tom sort of mentioned a few times recently that if it clicks, we could batter someone. I didn't really believe that. But then, yeah, Callum Robinson comes in and just the link-up play, everything from there. Oh, we were superb that first half. It was so good to watch. It was like everything good of what we've been trying to do under that Morrison, under the new system, all together, ironically in a new formation. Mm -hmm. But it all just, yeah, just all just clicked. And yeah, it looked really, really good. We could have had a few more, to be honest. There was a couple of chances we should have done better with. So yeah, I was amazed how well that went the first half. Tom, we've had it on the pod uh, over the last couple of weeks that a few people have been saying it feels like we're going to bat someone at some point. Um, was that the was, was that it? Do you think, or do you think there's still more to come from this team? I wouldn't mind seeing a full ninety minutes of battering someone, not forty-five and then shitting ourselves. But mm-hmm. I think that is what we've been threatening is that first half. I think it shows that when you've got someone with Odawda's composure in front of goal rather than Waters or Harris, you know we'll take. He a scored chance. the second goal. Yeah, but that wasn't because of composure in front of goal. Was it? That was a thunder bastard. There's a difference. He's Premier League quality. He's Premier League. We'll come on to that. I'm we'll sure come to we that. will. But um, no, it just shows like you know, he, it was a fantastic uh, ball through from Robinson, and then Odawada with time and space and a little bit of clem about him, put it in the bottom corner. So you know, it shows what we can do when we've got someone who's a bit able to do it, who doesn't get scared when they've got their own thoughts. So bit of no, clem. Scared when he's got his own thoughts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Max Waters is, is is shocked by the existential crisis that he's living in. 
uh, whenever he gets through on goals. Um, ben, we've touched upon it. New system. Uh, according to FOTMOB, it was a 3-5-2 with your man Simpson, NG and Keeper at the back. Um, O'Dowd and Romeo on the wings uh, with Robinson and Harris up front. Um, it just looked a bit more fluid, didn't it? It looked fluid. Everything's connected back. We just looked, in the first half especially, a lot more sturdy. Second half, it went to shit a bit, but I don't think that was formation. I think it was just everyone was knackered and just the nerves crept in and went on from there. But yeah, the system worked really nice. It was... I think we've been sort of tricked by three, five, two, like th- with three at the back with wing backs before, thinking there's no creativity. But when it's done right, as we proved in the first half, there is a lot of creativity there if you've got the right players in the system. Um, well, I think I think Mick McCarthy ruined three, five, two for us, didn't he? By playing five centre backs in some kind of five, three, two, three, five, two, whatever it may be. That kind of he played five centre backs across the back, and it kind of ruined that kind of those numbers for us, didn't it? It did, and I think some of the players we've had that have sort of jumped into that role as well previously didn't help the matter either. But yeah, it just looked a lot more balanced and suited us, and it was another system. And to be honest, if that didn't work, what I liked about it was we had the option to switch back to a 4-3-3 with the people mm-hmm. we had involved. Yeah. There was versatility about that formation. It just Yeah, it was just a really nice setup, and I really, really enjoyed watching how they played. Um, we've already mentioned him, Tom, but Callum Robinson, according to FOTMOB, man of the match, 8.5 rating. Uh, two assists. Um, you know, he showed that he drops deep. He can shows he can play a pass. Um, how did you rate his performance? Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Um, especially that first half, he puts himself about. There's a purpose to what he does. You know, he he, he threaded like those couple of assists, lovely threaded balls, and I, he just I don't know. He fills you with a bit more confidence. And to be honest, I just like his attitude. Like we came out for the second half, and he was still in the referee's year about something from mm. the first half. Like he's just an absolute bastard about the place. Like. He's just niggly. He just gets in the way. He's he, he does do a little bit of diving here and there. Like he's just a constant pain in the ass for defenders to deal with. And I think, yeah, he just he just gives that little bit of terror to defenders that kind of Harris and Waters don't. They put a lot of energy into it, but I don't think they fill defenders with fear. Where I think Robinson has just got that little bit more about him that keeps defenders on their toes. He's got um, confidence about him that, like, yeah. Yeah, we've been lacking, and it, you sh- you can see how much confidence he's got is when he celebrates an assist more than the player that scored. He led this. For, I think it's the second goal for Harris's. He led the celebrations for that. He yeah, ran yeah. off as if he scored that with the assist. It was class. Um, another player we've talked about there with the first goal, Ben, was Callum O'Dowder. Um, how nice is it to see it back in the team again? Um, I think when we signed him in the summer, there was kind of. Uh, worried that it would be an underwhelming signing, signing that he wouldn't contribute much. But that's, I think, six games now, two goals, two assists. Um, so that's, you know, four con- goal contributions in, in in six games or six starts, potentially. I'm, I'm not sure what the font mob um, symbol is for games or starts. Um, back in the team again, scored a goal. He's just a lovely footballer, isn't he? He's very, very good. And I think a player that needed a fresh start and it's worked out massively for him. Um, we look so much better with him inside as well. Just... It's intense to what he's doing. I think when the other wide players we've got, they're decent on the ball. They're very skillful, but there's no intent to what they do. There's no purpose. He's very purposeful, yeah. Yeah, he knows exactly where he's going, knows what he wants to do with everything. It's direct, it's attacking-minded, and yeah, just adds that something that we have been crying out for the last few games since he's been out. And he's very composed in front of goal. I think that's another thing. You know, He doesn't panic when he gets through there, Tom. He's not like... um... Max Waters, who who clouds his own head with his own thoughts and panics, but O'Dowder seems to just know where to put the ball to get it in. Yeah, I think even watching it, 
there was an expectation he'd finish it where I I don't have that with a lot of players in our team. So he's been a fantastic addition. And I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said that. I think a lot of people were underwhelmed by it. It was just another squad player coming in, but he's slowly turning into one of the most important players we've got in our squad at the moment. And, you know, scoring an early goal like that sets the tone for the game. And we've needed that in games where, you know, well, we scored, we scored relatively early against Reading and then we capitulated. But this one, we soon followed up with another one. And I think that's yeah. what we've needed. You know, there's still stuff to improve on. I know we'll come on to it, but I, I thought we can't really fault anyone first half. I thought we were fantastic. And Odauda is one of the ones that stood out. Uh, from 2019 to 2022, Odauda had five goals and assists uh, across those seasons. Um, so he's one away from in seven games, six games, whatever it may be, matching his tally from the last three seasons. Um Ben, um, the second goal came from a great piece of pressing work by uh, Reno and Rawls. Um, I think Reno obviously pushed their defence all the way back to their, their their penalty area and then Robinson picked up the ball. Um, that felt more like us, didn't it? It felt more like the press you want to see from the team. Yeah, it's exactly what we've been crying out for. Sort of the areas that we've sort of been frustrated with the last few games was the press wasn't quite as good. It's what worked so well for us against Norwich earlier on the season. Um, yeah, it's just it was the game plan. I saw Morrison said in his post-match, that he knows that if Borough have the ball, they, do, they don't do as well in games. They're not great with the ball. So you give them the ball, put the press on them, put the pressure on them. And mm-hmm. it showed the stats were completely different to sort of other games where we've been. We've been a lot more dominant, but the result and the game plan was spot on today. And uh, yesterday, sorry. And just, yeah, his whole setup worked well. And it was just summed up with that second goal, wasn't it? It was. Um, and I guess we have to leave this one for you, Ben. Um, the score of the second goal, um, your friend and mine, Mark Harris. Um, what do you want to say to all the haters out there who have been in your ear for the last couple of weeks over a number of things, barbecue sauce on kebabs, but mainly the Mark Harris incident? What do you want? This is your moment. What do you want to say? I just want everyone to know that I, I was right then. I'm right now. I'll always be right. And you people just need to accept that. Um, bite me in the ass massively later in the season. Yeah, I did. I did. I think when the goal went in, I did immediately find the tweet from Bluebirds past where he said, um, does he mean the Aberdare Valley Premier League division and, and quote tweeted it. Ryan, friend of the pod, disappointed that Mark Harris didn't take his top off to reveal a justice for the Ben Price uh, shirt. Sam Hardwell, Mark Harris, Prem quality lads, question mark. So I think whatever happens this season, Ben, when Mark Harris is involved, it's going to follow you around. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom, uh, the third goal. Uh, probably our goal of the season so far. Um, and when did Perry Engie become prime Maldini? <laughs> it was some finish, fair play to him. Like he showed a lot of composure in the box. Perhaps we should have started him up front. I don't know. Yeah, but it was a lovely finish. It was, but the build-up was del- delightful as well. I think Engie found some space. He just powered into it, broke the lines, and 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 put away the finish. Yeah, definitely. I think Borough did us a lot of favours first half. They looked an absolute shambles at the back. But, you know, it's what you want to see from someone like NG when you've got a ball up there, just to, just to press a little bit, you know, go for it. Mm-hmm. We've seen, like, shades of it from Keeper, you know, just backing yourself when you've got the ball at your feet as well. But it's just great to see a bit of confidence from our defensive players getting forward. You know, we're going to need goals throughout the pitch this season if we're going to be in the top half of the table. So, you know, you saw in his um, celebrations, he absolutely loved that. So hopefully that kicks him on now to get into some of those positions again. It's nice when you see a player celebrate and they know it's a good goal. Oh, yeah. yeah. None, yeah, none of this cool that. sort of calm and collected. Him going, that was class. And his smile like a <laughs> six-year-old is just brilliant. Is that his first goal for the club? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. He's been threatening for a yeah. while since he signed, but yeah, it's his first. I didn't expect him to score a goal of that quality, so it's a fair play to Buster NG. Um, wasn't all good, though, was it, Ben? Um, second half uh, was like the Cardiff we don't want to see, but the, the, the Cardiff of old. We kind of just capitulated a little bit. I think it was a capitulation. It was more Borough change shape. They made a couple of changes at half-time, changed their shape, not a drastic formation, but just a couple of tweaks here and there that a more experienced manager like Chris Wilder will do. And we didn't know how to react to that. And it just caused us problems for 45 minutes. Um, I think both goals were really poor. Really, really poor. Yeah. I think Olsop should have done much, much better for the first. And then, yeah, the second was just another cluster. But, um, yeah, I'm, the lack of reaction to that those small adjustments from the bench was a bit worrying for me. Tom, um, were you shitting yourself when the second goal went in? To be honest, I was shitting myself at 3-0. I think we were inviting so much pressure onto ourselves. And when we got the ball up to our front players, it, nothing was sticking. You know, the little passes that we were connecting first half, we just weren't doing second half. And I think we could blame the system to a point. But I think you could just see the nerves creeping to our players. We were dealing with crosses and stuff quite well for large periods. Mm. But, yeah, when you can see two goals in quick succession like that, it did feel like a third and maybe a fourth were soon to follow. But we kind of steadied ourselves towards the end. But we can't afford to invite that amount of pressure onto us. We, You can see we were dropping further and further back. And in this game, we were a little bit more direct with our play anyway. We were first half. There was a lot more long ball than there has been in other games. But we just resorted to just panic stations. And it, it turned into an attack for defence drill second half. So it was nervy watching. But I think the confidence we'll gain from actually holding on will do us a lot of good. Because it shows a bit of resolve there that we wouldn't have seen from teams in the past. Ben, does it just point to, you know, we, we played the first half really well. We took our chances. Do we just, should we just carry on playing that way? You know, I know we're 3-0 up, but we don't need to change the tactics if if it's going to result in us falling apart like that. I think it's it's, it's just down to game management. Um, it's, it's easy to say, oh, we should play like we did in the first half, but the changes Borough made, their substitutions are spot on. I thought, I think ours didn't work. Um, I know it's circumstantial, you've got, Robinson hasn't played much. He's not. You're not going to get a full ninety out of him. You're not going to get a full ninety out of Odoud at the moment. And then obviously Rawls is unlucky with his injuries. You lose those three players at the squad, and suddenly it just looked a lot less. There's a lot of you could see the quality drain. It looks, out of that side less, it looks less solid as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and it really, really showed. And it was just, yeah, it was just one of those. I think the bench, the management, and the coaching staff should have worked out how to deal with. Borough better, to be honest. It wasn't just a case of the players soaked up the pressure and it was just Borough were good. They made little changes that we just didn't, like I said before, just didn't react to. And I think that's a learning curve for the management as much as the team. I think as well, Rawls going off ended up being quite a big loss. I think we were really, really solid in that midfield. And well, he Sawyer's... was leading the press at times, wasn't he? Like for the and... goal, he was first first out from the midfield. 100%. The best game he's had all season. Definitely. It wasn't a very high bar to beat, to be honest, either. But like, <laughs> I think Romain Sawyer's the jury's still out on him a bit. I, When his back's against the wall stuff, I'm not sure he's the man you want to call on because um, I think we lost a bit of intensity in the middle of the park when he came on. And Konku, I'm, I'm still not sure if he can defend. No, I, think I don't think so. Isaiah Jones caused us absolute, like, ha- he's causing absolute havoc down that right-hand side. Like, everything was coming from there. And Konku's just been skipped past far too easily. And we've seen it now in three games, possibly, yeah. where... They're just leaving him for dust, like, like not even like 
a decent bit of skill, just pretty much going left and going round him. Like that's got to be a little bit of a worry. He's great going forward, but in the time when he's coming on at that stage of the game, when we're looking to shore things up, he does not look like the answer. So I think there's still a few questions. It, it just highlights how much of a loss Jamalou Collins is. You know, I think we're going to mention that probably like twice every week. Times throughout the, yeah, exactly. Because it's I, so unfortunate. I think was, we've generally lost one of the best players in the championship in him. Yeah, so he was such I a fine. He's going to be such a loss. Like was, was going to I, I think you say one of the best, you know, best players in the championship, but also someone who's so integral to the way we play. Because if we were playing that system as a four-three-three, he becomes an auxiliary winger because he's so energetic and so up yeah. and down that he was great defensively, but also he was great pushing forward. And I think that's what we're going to miss now because Nkonku is obviously great going forward or looks better going forward, but is pretty bad defensively. Joel Baggins the same, right? He had a great run going forward last year, but the jury's still out on him defensively. So all of a sudden we're we're, we're making sacrifices to in order to fit players in so that's um that's the problem i think going forward um yeah. we talk about the first goal pen um was all stop to blame i don't think it should have got to him in the first place it shouldn't have got to the, the shot shouldn't have been able to come in the way it did but i think it's horrific goalkeeping um i think he'll know that was a really poor goal to concede and it's his foot i didn't think it's error first, really isn't it yeah but i didn't think his first mistake would be that error which i found really strange you think like the way he plays, his first howler is going to be with the ball. A misplaced pass or something, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's strange and it's disappointing, but like, he's been so good so far this season, you can't hold it against him. It's tough as a keeper, you make one mistake and it's going to be a goal. So it's just one of those as far as that goes, I think. What I would um, say about him, sorry, what I would say about him is, I think, <laughs> um, is that I think I love the way he sets the tempo. Um, yeah. I think he's great with the ball at his feet. I'm still not convinced about him from a shot stopping angle yet. I'm not sure he's really pulled off many fantastic saves where we've seen... Is it one against over. Norwich in the first game of the season? Yeah, possibly. That the, that's the one that always comes to mind for me. Yeah, I think we've had keepers in the past who better that aspect of the game. So I think we're... I think he might not be quite as good in that department, but he kind of makes up for it in others. So, yeah, it's a pity to see him make a mistake, but I think we'll get a few more from him this season. Um, and Tom... Um... You know, when you look at the XG, our XG was, I think, 0.34 for yesterday, yet we still scored three goals. It's kind of like a, a counterbalance that we've had in recent weeks, right, where we've been hitting 20, 25 shots and not scoring. Yesterday, we were just more clinical. And, and that's a big thing in itself, isn't it? Especially away from home, you know. I think you look at our stronger performances this year, they've come against stronger teams. You know, it's great performance against Norwich, low XG. We played well against West Brom. Um, and we played well against Borough. Now, they're the games that we're going to catch teams on the break and you're not going to get a huge amount of chances. So being clinical is going to be absolutely key to getting results, especially on the road. So it Mm -hmm. was great to see us put some chances away um, and especially putting three in the first half because it does look like we've got a meltdown in us. So the the further ahead we go, the better. But no, it was great to see like the likes of Adawda putting it away. And Mark Harris, that's got to be huge for him. You know, he's had a bit of flack from everyone in the Cardiff fan base apart from Ben Price. So, you know, it's great to see him have that goal, you know, and, and go have a bit of confidence. And, you know, I think he'll get a bit of a run in the team because, you know, Morrison seems to be leaning on him for a number of different roles at the moment. So, no, it's great to see him get a goal. I know it's early days and, like, it's one game together, but, like, there seems to be a little bit of an understanding already between Harris and, Harris and Robinson that I think is important. They sort of seem to understand each other. And I don't think... Especially that second goal, I, and this isn't like I'm, I still think uh, Watts has got a place to play in this squad, but I don't think we score that second goal if Watts is on the pitch, not Harris. But is that because you think 
because Waters is so he would have been in the box or he would just not have had the the capabilities to put it in. He's not got the he's not got the intensity. He does they do completely different things, and I think it's not like I'm not slagging him out and saying he, he wouldn't. He's not going to score. And he's not going to play a part for it's us. Exactly but. what the leader of the Mark Harris fan club would say, though. But I think Harris just offers. It's just a bit more energetic, and when you play in a press like that, you need something from Harris that I think what as lacks at times is that energy, and because he's not that sort of forward, he's. I just. In the box I think. I think. As I was going to say, I think Waters plays kind of advance of the ball, right? So he wants balls that he's running onto, so he's always going to be ahead of the play. Well, Mark Harris comes deep and gets the ball yeah. and kind of tries to drive play, and I think that is the key difference between the two players, right? We're not sure where Harris plays because he seems to do that quite a lot. He'll come left wing, right wing, go through the centre, but he'll always come back and get the ball. But we know where Waters plays because Waters always wants to be running on the ball or getting, you know, getting onto balls that go past him. So um, I, I see your point. I see your point. Um, and Tom, you added this last point. Are we asking too much too soon of Ruben Colwell? Are you sure it's Ruben Colwell? It could have been Joel Colwell because Fotmob doesn't know which one came off the bench yesterday. It's got Ruben, it's got Joel Colwell came on, but it's rated Ruben Colwell's performance of five point nine. So I don't know which one came on yesterday. But I didn't add this, but I'm happy to answer it. Who added it? Was it you, Ben? I had it, yeah. Oh, Tom, shut up. Ben, what do you want to say? <laughs> I just think there's a lot of a lot of high expectation and he's there's clearly reasons why he's not playing. It's not that he's not a good player. I think there's fitness issues and him missing preseason is going to be quite important to how this season goes for him. I think it's going to hold him back quite a bit because he's still not quite got there. And I think when you listen to like you listen to certain like other podcasts like with Danny Gabon talks about it on Ellis James's Feast of Football, if you miss preseason, you really as a player you're really really struggling to get that fitness back and get up to the same level as everyone else. And at a stage of Colwell's career, he's developing like this, and I think I'm worried it's going to be the same for even worse for Isaac Davis. Is they're really going to struggle to hit that intensity and get there right at the right time because what they're six weeks behind everyone else. And I think at the moment we're wanting him to do something that I don't think his body's capable of this season. It might, I think, we're going to be looking 12 months further down the line now before we really see the best out of Cole, I'm starting to think. Yeah, I've, I know that feeling well. I want to do a lot of things, but my body won't let me to. Um, so, um, listen, Ruben, I'm on your side. Um, Tom, is there anything you want to say about Ruben Colwell or Joel Colwell? About both uh, mainly Ruben. The squad. Um, I don't know why we don't call Joel Colwell just Joel Will. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> I think from a Cardiff <laughs> point of view, we could probably do without Ruben Colwell being in the Wales squad for the. Yes, that's what I was Cardiff. thinking, to be honest. Because I think, you know, that can act as his pre season. But obviously, from a Wales point of view, I'd love to see him be involved. Like, he's in the squad for the Belgium and Poland game coming up. Is that the best thing for him? I, I don't think I would so. thought he, he should have stayed behind. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets any game time in those two. Because he probably won't, to be honest with you. Because we be need a result. So again, sorry. I really wouldn't be surprised if you get the squad update and he's he's the one that pulls he's one of the ones that pulls out. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Because I I don't know. I really want to see him get some game time from Cardiff. And and the longer it goes on, the more I worry about it. Because this has been ongoing for quite a while now. It's not just this season. You know, last season we were crying out yeah. for him as well. You know, we saw the bit of quality when he came on against Forest, you know, the same against QPR. I'd love to see him get a run of games, but for some reason Morrison doesn't think he's capable of it. So I don't know, hopefully Morrison's in the year of Page and just trying to manage, you know, the time, you know, what he's doing with him in the Wales camp because the longer it goes on, I am starting to worry a little bit. Um, I was going to say something there, but it's disappeared from my mind. Uh, ben, what would you rate that game yesterday for watchability? Oh, watchability, I think it was a great game. I'd say 8.5. 
8.5, Tom? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 9. Why not? Lovely stuff. Great. Well done, everyone. That's the official review, the official VFTN review of that match. Um, done. We've ticked it off. Now we move on to the Twitter questions. Um, Tom, you're shaking your head at me. I just you missed review from the Ninian. I thought it was an easy. Ah, uh, review from Ninian's right at my straws. <laughs> ah, fuck's sake! Very good, Tom. Well, then you can host it next time. Um, oh, thanks, if mate. you're not going to Spain, don't, don't um, do it. It's not worth the grief on Twitter. <laughs> all right, are you going to start the Mark Harris fan club though? Yeah, I might start doing badges and stuff. Yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. Spark. Like, he's he's the spark that we all need. He's the sparky that we all need. Something like that. Mm, mm, needs work. I'll speak to Tour Sports and see what they can do for us. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Let's do that. Next limited edition shirt. Um, I saw Sparky score. Um, right, moving on to the Twitter questions, of which there were plenty. Um, Ty Jordan, our friend from Canada, he's given us a two-parter question, Ben. Do you think it showed grit to hang on or more so wavering to get let it get that close? It could be both, though, couldn't it? Yeah, I think it is both. Yeah. Did you, I don't think they woke up until the second goal went in. No, they were shocked by the first one, and they went, "Oh shit, they scored two. They scored two, so we need to get our shit together." Um, but I think it's—I I, do—I see the point. I think it was—it was—it was shite to to go to you know to concede two goals. But I think at that point, obviously the goals went in such quick succession. I'm looking at it and going, "We we could lose this because they all they needed was to push forward a little bit more." And I think it did show some grit to to kind of cling on. There was ten or fifteen minutes. It just felt inevitable that the second yeah. goal, that that third goal was coming. Um, Simpson's block was superb, and I thought Kipper in the air was superb. He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's the thing is the amount of time that was left after that second goal went in. You know, it wasn't three or four minutes; it was another twenty it was about minutes, fourteen left. minutes. Yeah, yeah, because of the amount of extra time. Oh time yeah, yeah, on yeah as well. sorry. So, um, you know, a fair play to him holding out, and like Simpson, I think he had a really, really good game. He's a good defender, Simpson. Um, uh, he's only played his 31st game of football or whatever it is in <laughs> 26 years, but I think he's a really good defender. And I think if we can keep him fit. He's going to provide a different option at the back. So obviously, Kipre is so good and so attritional. Um, but I think Simpson's a better footballer. I thought you going to say something then, Ben, but I'll move on to the next question from Ty Jordan. Uh, Tom, do you think Ted Lasso should have won more or less Emmys? Are you a Ted Lasso uh, fan? Oh, yeah, but I haven't watched it in so long. I think he should have won more Emmys. I, I love Ted Lasso. Oh, more Emmys. I misheard you as well. So yeah. What did you think I said? I don't know. I thought you were, I thought you were about like, his cup record. Well, and I got really confused. Uh, no, yeah, I reckon it should have been more. I think it's fantastic, lovely, wholesome content. I love Good. Ted Lasso. Uh, Ben's nodding as well. So that's a, a three a three thumbs up on the review from the Ninian. Uh, Will Davis, Taylor two halves, could have gone oh, could have gone the other way. We invited pressure second half and Morrison could have made a tactical change. However, he was right to stick with three at the back as we prevailed in the end. Grumpy Bal, Gwil, nothing new in what happened last night. We are Cardiff City and it's gone on for generations. Surprised that anyone is surprised because we just want change. We just think that things can change, but they don't change, do they, Ben? I don't know. This last week, a lot of things. A lot of change, actually. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of change. Um, uh, We welcome uh, Callum Robinson as a new signing. John T. M. Williams, our left back on loan from Everton. Can't defend weakness down our left. Jones was killing us. Got away with it. Why do we sit back? Never... Never mind, three goals, three points, happy days. Uh, Bowen, the NG dilemma, first name on the team sheet, but where, I'd argue up front. Um, lacks the physicality for a centre-back, but his goal shows what a talented player is. he is. I'd love to see him in the middle of the park, but in Morrison we trust. Kipre was a monster tonight, make it look so easy too. Tom, would you put NG in that DM role, that midfield role? No. He could play there, but would you want him there? 
No, we've got options in midfield at the moment, and we've been lacking the consistency in the back. So I think I think we've landed on a good thing with NG. He may lack a little bit of physicality, but to be honest, for his you know for his stature, he, he wins a lot of ball in the air, um, and I think he's starting to come into his own. Yeah, so I, I keep him where he is for now. Uh, Lee Sanders, Kifre won that for us. He was phenomenal at the back, had his couple of nervy moments first half and shanked one for a corner second half, which he then made up for with a back post diving header. But last five minutes, he headed every single cross from Jones away. The team knew it at the end and all went straight to him to congratulate him as well. Nkunku gave us and also who was balling at him, Kittens. I also loved Romeo, was everywhere that game, even left wing at one point in the first half. Never lacks energy, that lad. Um, ben, do you think Kifre is going to be kind of a cult hero for us by the end of the season? Everyone seems to be raving about him at the moment. He's making the waves to sort of do it, and they have not. We've not fallen in love with a centre back on loan like this. I don't think so early on. Um, yeah, he's he's a baller, and he he strides everything. Yeah, I love him. And he had di- really. different hair again last night. Um, obviously, he didn't never have really the, gone into this on the pod. The braids, no chat. And yeah. yeah, the mystery of his hair is something that fascinates me. I find it. I do find it really interesting because obviously, in 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 some weeks, it looks like he's had a haircut, and then it goes back to exactly what the hair he had on Saturday, the Saturday before. And obviously, when he has braids, there's just that one streak of blonde. But yesterday, it was all blonde. Yeah, um, it's mad. Anyway, that's that's a, the conversation for another part. <laughs> the hair, the hair bod. Um, Stephen Williams, that might prove to be a pivotal match in the season, not so much for the first half, welcome as it was, but the fact we ended up clinging on to the three points. A draw would have felt like defeat and could have affected players and fans for a long time. Bluebirds. Welsh Wiz, I'm wondering, are we fit enough? Also, we seem to be getting more than enough injuries. When we had three subs, we would have lost last night in the second half. Additionally, players who didn't get a proper preseason are hardly contributing. Lots of questions with no visible answers so far. Tom, do you, do you see what he means about us not being fit enough? I, I, th- I just think it's the way we're playing at the moment. We, we you know, we we run the energy we're playing with. We're going to be like out out on our feet by the end of the game. I wouldn't worry about our fitness levels because, you know, we still ground out that result last night. Um, we've got an international break coming up and, and stuff as well, so I don't think it's a cause for concern. Uh, Jamie Pryor, can you imagine a team with your fullbacks as Nkunku and Trent Alexander-Arnold? Plenty of chances created, but can't defend for Toffee. Have games finishing 5-5 every week. K49745 shows what having a half-decent striker can do for a team. Thought we could have got more if we didn't park the bus second half. Tort Raisin. I was like, Tout Raisin? Tort Raisin. Thought Allsop should have done better for both Borough goals, especially the first one. We gave ball away far too easily in the second half. We sat too deep, inviting them onto us. Borough goals were inevitable. You could see them coming. How we held out for a win, God knows. Why have we started time-wasting? Um, ben, do you see his point about time-wasting? Not really. You're trying to see the game out. I think every club does it. Um, yeah, I'm fine with time-wasting when we're winning. I, want to I think we shot ourselves in the foot a little bit, though. I think we, we got a little bit too shit housery. Like, I think... We actually spurred up their crowd, like Morrison. You turned people Wild- against you at that point. Yeah, like Wilder was quite clever by having a bit of beef with Morrison, getting them both booked. And that was like that. bizarre. That yeah, that was Wilder's really a shit house though, isn't he? Yeah, he knows but what he's doing. Weird. It gets the pl- it gets your fans on your side. It gets the people going. Yeah, it, it, it buoyed up the atmosphere, and you know, I think our, I think we were we're savvier than we used to be, but I think we've got to be careful of like spoiling our own momentum. Because there's times when we what we want to get back in the game, and all we wanted to do was just kind of, I don't know, take any steam out of it. So I think it's a balance. I think we should uh, try to get the steam out of them though, weren't we? Because they were so yeah. on top of us for so long. It was sort of right if we kill this and we sort of break down sort of the, the kill the momentum that way, and it just didn't seem to happen for us. But 
I, yeah, I'm not too like, I don't think we shot ourselves in the foot massively. It wasn't horrific sort of taking the piss. It was just, you could see why they were trying to time waste. It wasn't so much to run down the clock. It was more to break down their momentum. It just didn't really happen for 45 minutes. Uh, Tom Lang, first half, we looked very dangerous on the counter. It should have been more, lots of positives. Robinson's ability to drop deep and be creative could be a real factor moving forward. Does this mean we're back to five at the back though, or just on the road, a five at the back team? Um, I, I don't really have any qualms with that system, Tom, if it works, right? And it worked last night to an extent. Um, do you see us progressing with this system going forward or would you rather see us playing 4-3-3? I'd just like to see us have options because I think I did start to worry that we had one plan and if that wasn't working, then we were fucked. So mm-hmm. it's actually quite nice to see us jazz it up a little bit. And it means that it keeps other teams on their toes a little bit. They don't know what we're going to put out on the field. So... I don't mind Morrison tinkering with it because, you know, it's better than being, you know, just so lateral that we know exactly what we're going to do each game. Uh, Adam Tips, just on the way home now. What a mental game. We don't have the strength in depth to be making five changes in a game is my takeaway from that. We also lack a hard man sitting in midfield. Oliver Reese, similar. I just left the ground. Didn't know whether to feel happy or relieved. At least the journey was worth it. O'Dowd are outstanding again. Simpson quality and Perry Engie's goal will be played on repeat all the way home. Roll on to Huddersfield Saturday. Brandon Arthur, three points is all that matters. NG's goal was enough on its own to warrant the victory. Uh, Diff MJ, absolutely outstanding first half, but how worrying is it in the switching mentality second half and just how poor were all the subs when they came on, particularly in Kunku, Ojo and Sawyers? Andy B, watching the city has never been good for the old ticker. Uh, Mike Jenkins, thought we lost balance when Ralves went off and when O'Dowder went off, Jones took us apart. Hopefully Adams is fit to play soon. Gareth Williams, not going to be a boring season. Three points in the bag is what it's about. Uh, Lloyd Morgan, this one's for you, Ben. Who would win if Chris Wilder and Steve Morrison had a scrap? It's tight to be close on it. I think if you go in now, I think Morrison wins it because he's younger. But I think prime fighting age, I think both of them would have a good scrap. Because I think Wilder's dirty. I think he'd get quite... He looks hard. He looks like a tough old man down the pub that you wouldn't want to fuck with. Uh, Tom? I think summed up nicely there by Ben. Yeah, exactly that. All right. Uh, Lee Spear I was impressed with Morrow went with back five for this one showed a tactical flexibility I lacked does the same team start on Saturday do we bring bring the wingers back into formation Ben go with the same team on Saturday right yeah I don't see why not it worked really well if we can get all the well I think Rolls is they've already confirmed Rolls won't be playing Saturday but other than that yeah I think stick with what as close to it as we can and just see if that we can build a bit of a run that way and Tommy's follow-up question, would you rather a back five of Aiden Flint's or Perry NG's? Oh, Perry NG's to have a little bit of mobility. I don't mind losing <laughs> the odd ball in the air to winning anything on the ground. So, yeah, I'd go NG. Uh, Luke Shepard, brilliant first half, shows how important having a decent front man is. Robinson, excellent transition where we've been lacking most. Sooner as O'Dowd and Robinson left the pitch, everything went downhill. Improved a little bit when Colwell came on. We always either need either... Uh, Callum Robinson or Ruben Colwell. On Gareth Dunning, promotion years, we were 1-0, 2-1 teams, so we could never relax. The DJ era was high scoring for both teams, so could never relax. Have we ever been able to relax as a City fan? Apart from we're playing Leeds United, of course, bonkers club, showing what we can do now. We've never made it easier for ourselves, have we, Tom? No. But that's why it's fun, isn't it? You know, it would be boring if we were just, you know, I'd hate to be a Man City fan. Yeah. You know, boring. I'd much rather be doing what we're doing, so... And it means we can have a podcast. So keep it going, like, Cardiff. Can't Man City fans have a podcast? They can do, but it'd just be boring. Oh, look, we won a game again. Oh, isn't Haaland good? <laughs> well, you know, 
What more time? Why do you, why why would you want to discuss Haaland when you can discuss Gavin White not making the bench, for instance? Exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, Man City fans are looking at us jealously at the moment, going, <laughs> God, just imagine if we could talk about players like Gavin White. I trade all these Premier League winners' medals and FA Cup winners' medals just for 20 minute well, conversations about Gavin White. I suppose they, play out wide. they could talk about Jack Grealish because he doesn't seem to be getting much game time at the moment, does he? Um, him and his lovely calves. To be fair, mm. like one of my friends who is a, a Man City fan is getting a bit bored of being good. They are like I can a imagine. lot of their older fans long for the days of, you know, Paul Dickov. You know that they want that kind of edge to it, and they kind of miss those glory. My all football fans are nostalgic, but I think they are a little bit bored of being. It's just I, I, when the Champions it, League is done. There's nothing more for them. Well, Maybe I think that's. That I think. True, I, yeah. I think. I think Pep. That's what Pep's going to do, right? I, I. I don't know how we can't talk about Man City. <laughs> well, yeah, can't move <laughs> but on. It, it just. It just feels like if they win the Champions League, there's nothing left for them to do in football. Nothing left for him to do at Man City. So why would he stick around? Um, and maybe that was when things will get worse for them. But anyway, moving on to Connor Davis, uh, parking the bus, cost us unbelievably again last night. Um, uh, cost us, but unbelievable first half. And Robertson proving he's worth the money already. 3-5-2 against Huddersfield. I think we keep the same team as best we can going into Saturday. Um, if there are any changes to come, it'll be due to injury. Thanks for all your tweets. Twitter.com forward slash DFT Ninian. Um, get involved when we ask you to. And that's what we want. Um, and now it's over to the best new game on podcast. It's name the Cardiff player from this Wikipedia nugget. Um, I've got one this week. Um, I'm going to have to read it and make sure I censor this person's name. Um, I won't tell you if he's a former or current player. I won't tell you the era he's from, but we can get to that if you're struggling with this one. But in March 2009, this player was shopping with fellow footballer Victor Anichibi in Nutsford when they were stopped by police officers accusing them of theft. Theft, sorry. During the incident, this player was handcuffed by officers and Anichibi's crutch was confiscated. The pair were not arrested over the claim and Anichibi received a public apology from the assistant chief constable of the Cheshire Constabulary over the claims. Do you want me to read that out again or do you have all the information you need? It's a lot to take in there. A lot to take in. A lot of extra details that might throw you off the scent or put you on the scent. Um, it was 2009. That's the starting point. I'm I've going got, all... I've got an idea. Well, come on, talk us through your ideas, because this is what this is about. You can't I'll, sit I'll aside go. me. I'll let Ben go first. I, I can't think of who... I, yeah, struggling, because I was like... I was Victor, Victor Inishibi is not exactly young, is he? So I'm thinking it's... a player from around sort of like the Dave Jones era, possibly earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, so my thinking is, actually, look, can, can I say, because I think I'll give it away who I'm thinking if I do an well, explanation. There's a whole point is you have to guess. Well, I think because bringing in the area, like Cheshire area, mm-hmm. 2009, I think is someone who later came on to us who's from that area. So my guess would be Lee Peltier. Ben? Have you got any? That's a very good shout. I didn't think of him. We've had so many plays in sort of that time. Um, for some reason I thought Shay Olaf and Jana, but that sort of is my go-to for anything. Well, do you want to? If you if you if you got a guess of Shay Olaf and Jana, and we've got a Lee Peltier over here, do you want to you convince each other that it's this player, or do you just want to make a decision on one of them? I'm going for mine. I'm I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I reckon I'm by, by uh, Ben James's smirk when I said it. I reckon I might be right. Ben, are you going to... I've not the conviction in myself to go overall, Tom. I'll stick with Tom on this. Tom? 
Congratulations. You're correct. It's Lee Peltier. Oh, yes. I thought um, I'd do all season not getting one right. So, so. At that point, Anicha B was at Everton. Everton, yeah. And Peltier would have been at... He was at Huddersfield or Yeovil, depending on when it happened in 2009. So my logic was there. But... Your logic was there, but the logistics <laughs> didn't quite work out. And that's what I was hoping would throw you off the scent. But you did it. And I'm proud of you. I think that's two all now, isn't it? Because yeah, you got two one, million. two all. So next week's a big make or break one. Um, I, have to, I have to make it a good one. Um, it's actually quite hard. It's harder than you think to find a player that has something decent on their Wikipedia. It's harder um, than you think to answer the question as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I did the quiz. <laughs> what do we do? Just make it oh, easy right. for you. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Um, right. Hopefully no enforced breaks this weekend. Um, Huddersfield away, Ben Price. I literally know nothing about them apart from they just sacked their manager. Sods Laurinette, the ones that it always seems to happen whenever we play a team, they've just sacked their manager. So we can properly expect a new manager, Banks, coming in. I believe he was sacked after 69 days in charge. Nice. Um, which is obviously delightful for everyone involved. Um, apart they, him. apart from I mean, him, but you probably get a nice compensation payment. They currently sit 23rd in the table, Tom. Eight games. One win, one draw, one loss. Eight goals scored, 13 conceded. Um, who have they played recently? They've lost to Wigan last night, lost to Blackpool, lost to Bristol City, drawn with West Brom, lost to Norwich. Um, do you know much about Huddersfield apart from they have Jonathan Hogg playing for him, who's a prick? <laughs> well, they've lost a couple of their best players, haven't they? You Fraser know, Campbell. <laughs> you know, the likes of Toffolo um, going to the Oh, Brian and, as well. Yeah, so I, th- I think looking at like the way they performed this season, they're only losing by the odd goal. They lost 2-0 to Bristol City, but every other game they've lost has been by a single goal. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've managed to get a draw against West Brom. They lost uh, with 10 men against Norwich, and they've beaten Stoke as well. So and they, like, they've lost to Burnley 1-0. Like, they're not getting battered by teams. No. So in that early stage of the season, it's like a couple of goals either way. They could be a little bit higher. But, you know, it's one of those teams that I think we all tip to be quite low down this season. It, was a, it seemed like a bit of a flash in the pan last season to see them in the top. Then they lost their manager, didn't they, as well? Yeah, so it, exactly. was all, it, was, it was always going to be a transition year. But I'm looking at the stats. Um, if you look at last night, they're, they're dominating possession against Wigan. Their expected goals were higher. They created a lot of chances. They just clearly had struggling to put the ball in the net. And Ben, is that because they're playing Danny Ward up front? <laughs> That's harsh, but yeah, I think it is. Danny Ward is his, his only best, good in people's minds when Zahor yeah. was playing. It's mad. Like, if you look at our Twitter, you swear he scored 250 goals for us. It's absolutely yeah. insane, the long end of Danny Ward. But, um, yeah, last year, I think it wasn't last year, his best ever goals returned, I think. And he got, like, 15. Like, it was, like, best in the like championship. My memory of Danny Ward is our fans singing for Danny Ward to come on. I can't remember yeah. anything else that he did, to be honest with you. It's just this... And like our fans, just after about 10 minutes of the game, shouting Danny, Danny Ward, and just yeah. pissing off the players who are already on the field. And Ken's a horse there going, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he didn't well, throw him, his hands up like that. He didn't put that much energy into it. Him and him and him and him and Danny Ward, Ken's a horse and Danny Ward both scored the same amount of goals in the Premier League year. One. <laughs> Danny Ward, is it Arsenal? Arsenal, really good header. But then I think he concussed himself pretty shortly afterwards and we never really saw him again, which is the Danny Ward story uh, incarnate. Um, Tom, obviously, they still have some good players. Um, if you look at their team last night, people like Sorba Thomas. Um, they have your man, um, Jordan Rhodes, coming off the bench. Um, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it, Huddersfield? We never see... 
we beat them, I think, when Josh Murphy scored that amazing goal when we beat them 3-0. In the Premier League year, we couldn't seem to beat them. We seemed to have a hoodoo over them when they when they got promoted. But it just worries me going to the, the McAlpine or whatever it's called, the John Smiths these days. Um, it's not an easy place to go. Uh, it's a game we should be at least getting a point from. I think they, mm-hmm. they're languishing at the bottom of the league, just sacked their manager. They've got some of their more you know superstars are aging a little bit. They've lost some of their best players. I'd be very, very disappointed if we lost this game. Um, yeah, I, these are the games that we need to get something from if we want to be in the top half of the table near in the playoffs. And, you know, after a great result away at Borough, you know, if you look to those two fixtures, Huddersfield is by far the easiest of the two. So after going away and beating Borough, I'd love to see us go as Huddersfield. What's your prediction, Ben? They kick, they, they seem to score no matter what, like Tom said. So I'll go to all. To all. A Bishop Desmond, Tom. Desmond. I think we'll win 3-1. 3-1! One. Three, one. Uh, third degree. I don't know. Um, I think we'll win 2-0. I think we'll keep a cleany, uh, clean sheet for the boys. Um, and everyone will have a lovely time in Huddersfield. No train strikes this weekend. That's good. Um, the train strikes have been cancelled because of other news. Don't know what the other news is. I guess people need to make it to Huddersfield. Um, uh, and tickets apparently a pound for a child. So um, if you're a child, go I, for a credit. I was just about, <laughs> nope, nope. Good, Ben. <laughs> not long to go, mate. We're almost at the end of this, and you're doing a good job. Um, after Huddersfield, though, a bit of an international break, Ben. Um, good timing, bad timing, some as big as red. It would be such law for Cardiff to um, get a little run together, two wins on the bounce, and then I'm, I'm gone with that trope, man. That's absolutely finished, Absolutely, terrible joke, really. I, yeah. I didn't expect any. Like, I expected um, sighs and, and groans, really, <laughs> and laughter. But yeah, um, it would be such law for Cardiff to pick up two wins on the bounce and then go straight into an international break and then start really poorly again after the international break. So. Yeah, I might change my prediction, actually, going off that. Um, no, I don't think it is the perfect time, is it? We're, we need to get some momentum, and it's just not yeah. happening yet, and we've got something to go for. And then if we do pick up another win, you've got two weeks off. It's not ideal. Disagree. To be you disagree? Well, you love international football, Tom, don't you? So no, That's true. I do love international football. But no, I think we've, we've made so many signings. Robinson's just came in. I don't think he'll do any harm in getting these players on the training ground together and gelling a little bit more. I but, think in well, some Robinson of the... be away with Ireland. Yeah, so ignore that. Um, <laughs> no, but I, no, but you know, even so, like we've made fifteen signings or whatever it is. It, I think the majority of the players will still be there. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. I think there's there's still time. You can see in that game last night there was a couple of passes where you know the runner's gone one way, the ball's gone the other. So I I think a little bit more time together, no matter which personnel are away or not, we're not going to lose too many. I don't think it'll do us any harm whatsoever. And, you know, we've had people saying that we look a little bit unfit. Then perhaps we need a little bit of time to try and recuperate so we, you know, we start firing straight after that international break. Um, ben, what will you be doing during the international break? Obviously, not much else is going on. No, um, I will be in Lisbon. Ooh! Lisbon, yeah. The tickets to watch uh, Benfica play. Found mm-hmm. out that the hotel is literally 200 yards from the Benfica Stadium, so I'm a very happy boy for next week. So, are they your favorite Portuguese football team? I've really not got an opinion on Portuguese football at all. It, the stadium was close by, the tickets were cheap, and I was like, Yeah, let's go for it. I'm a Braga man myself. Um, if you're wondering, um, you yeah. didn't ask me that question because no one ever asked the host questions. Tom, go to Barcelona again, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to Barcelona with work, but then I'm flying from Barcelona to Brussels for the Wales game. 
and then coming back for the Poland home game as well. So no no rest from football for me. Good. And that's I, we need someone who's going to really commit to the football over that time. I'll be watching, so. of course, but um, um, I'm not going to Barcelona or Brussels. Um, I'll be watching from afar. You going anywhere nice? No, Ben. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I've got no plans at the moment, actually. Um, um, I'm just trying to think what's happening over the next couple of weeks. No, but what, nothing. The one time you, you know, you would just say, "I'll oh, be never ask you questions." Oh, I'm the host. We ask you something. This, this is why no one asks you questions. Rubbish. Though, Rubbish. I never prepare an answer because I don't expect to ask the questions. That's oh, my problem. Yeah. yeah. Wait, where, where, where are the quizzes for me, boys? I do quizzes for you all the time. <laughs> Um, and that's it really because there's not much else going on um, that was an episode of The View from the Ninian um, if you like what we do twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian uh, we do this for the love not the money if you want to make a contribution to our running costs uh, ko-fi.com forward slash VFT Ninian um, Ben I think we did a great job that episode yeah I think we did really well I'm proud of myself I didn't what touch on the ta- didn't touch on the taboo subjects I thought you were then. <laughs> going to. Tom, I, let's let's move swiftly on so Ben well, doesn't the say podcast awards. Say. You know, do you want to give them a plug, Ben? Um, if you go to our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash VFT voting is still open for the football content awards. You can vote for us as the best football league podcasts. All the details are there. I think the voting is open till Tuesday, out of maximum respect um for the news that's going on elsewhere. Um, so um, if you've got nothing to do over the weekend, I don't suppose any of us will because everywhere is closed, like centre parks. Please go and vote for us. Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Tom, well reminded. Thank you. No I think problem, we've got a good chance of winning. Um, and we'll probably be back on Sunday. Well, me and Tom might be back. Ben might be in Lisbon. We're going to work it out, but there will be a podcast all Sunday. Come hell or high water. All the best. Kind regards. Bye bye. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and...